Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 93 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, fun facts, and uh, giant coffees. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I'm drinking 32 ounces of Java iced coffee right now, joined by... What up, y'all? This is Ben Morris, editor of Marvel.com, enjoying my expletive-deleted brand uh, water. It's not an expletive, but I don't want to do product placement on the show. My phone is buzzing out of control, and I don't know why. Feel this. It just keeps buzzing. It's not buzzing. It's not doing it. anything. All right, you so you're it. a liar. You fixed it. Yay! Um, and we are joined for the final time, we think, by... Chloe? Yes. <laughs> do you don't know your name? Is, is that a question? <laughs> I wasn't sure if you wanted me to introduce myself enough. That's what we do every way. time. How many, how many times this podcast? You guys have you always done? have these like nice speeches, like right. you're drinking coffee water. I don't have any beverages. Drinking coffee, coffee water? water? <laughs> is that what you drink at school? Coffee water? No, this, I just I this, just have an IV drip for coffee at school. Mm, this is Chloe's last week with us as an intern, so I was not here for this. But from what I heard secondhand, she strode in this morning. Went up to Ryan, grabbed him by the collar, and yep. demanded to be on the podcast. It's true. Yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny. You could. You were there. <laughs> but if I deny it, I know you're just going to tell me that I'm denying the denial. You don't know anything. <laughs> all right. Great. Terrific. What if you're just you joining us on This Week in Marvel, we're going to run through all the new issues out this week from print and digital, single issues and collections. We're going to talk about movies and tv and games and news and all kinds of good stuff then we're going to get to our this week in marvel unlimited reading club selection of the infinity gauntlet dun, dun, dun. very exciting yeah. um man i love that that series so much it's really good it just, this reread just reminded me of how much i love it it's true it's yeah. uh it's beautiful it's a great story Ugh. i love me some george Perez art he yeah. does half of it and then ron Lynn steps in ably to finish it off but it's uh it's great from top to bottom. Indeed. All right, we're going to jump right into things with uh, new comics. Yeah, new comics for the week of August 7th, 2013, which is passed by the time this podcast goes up, but is not gone as we're recording because it's still Tuesday. A little behind-the-curtain information there that you obviously already knew. We start with all-new X-Men number 15, written by Brian Michael Bendis. Guest art by David LaFuente. Great to see him back. We haven't seen him in a little bit. Yeah, yeah I know. I was very excited by that. David LaFuente has been a little MIA, but it's awesome to see him back, one of our favorite artists. And this is another break in the action issue, which Bendis does so well. We've got a few little subplots running, one involving Beast and Jean Grey. Both generations of Beast, actually. Jean Grey learns a secret via telepathy from older beasts that affects drastically her uh, relationship with younger beast. And not to spoil it too much, but the cover has them almost in an embrace, so you have kind of an idea of where that's going. Meanwhile, Cyclops and Iceman hit the town to go hang out with some skater chicks or something. I don't really know what they were. They were um, just, they're just, they were just young ladies. Just young ladies. That's how they dress nowadays. It's understandable, okay. David LaFontaine. Chloe was wearing, like, leopard skin pants the other day. It was was snake skin. skin Chloe's not a good barometer for how kids dress these days. She's an anomaly. Um, But it was was actually a cool scene. It was basically just Iceman. I like, Iceman has a bit where he's just, like, freaking out because older him is dating Kitty Pryde. And Kitty Pryde is their professor. And he's, cannot handle this. He's like, 
you know, I'm, he's a great line where he's like, I'm excited that older me is making out with a girl. I'm not excited that it's our professor. I need to get out of here. So he takes Cyclops out and a neat little interaction. It's just, a, you know, it's, it's just teenagers kind of talking a little bit with the uh, generation gap in the sense that they're from the past. Uh, and then some fun sight gags with Jean Grey and Marvel Girl that I really enjoyed. Just a fun issue and perfect artist for it. It's David LaFuente always brings the fun, always does neat little side gags, and also is really good at drawing a fashion. So it was perfect for that. Yeah, just a just a fun issue. I really enjoyed this it one. Was great and really uh, great. yeah, a lot of focus on Jean Grey. Who it's it's really cool to see this Jean Grey back. This younger Jean Grey getting another chance to do it all again. Yep. All right, over to Avengers number 17, written by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Spencer, with art by Stefano Caselli, Marco Rudy, and Marco Cacchetto. And uh, it's, this is the big issue that really leads us into Infinity, mm. where the Avengers squad grows. This is, this is the step from even what they started in the beginning, where they, you know, Tony and Captain America, they wanted to build a larger Avengers squad. And they did that over the course of the first 16 issues. Here they step it up uh, another to another level that just makes it even bigger. On the same token, you've got AIM making some interesting moves here, uh, doing some sneaky sneaky, mm-hmm. and it's great. But, you know, there's a great final shot of the team right before everything goes completely bonkers for Infinity. Yeah. Uh, and I love it. I just, you know when they have to go to this point that the crap is at the fan and there are big things coming i mean i don't want to spoil anything but the... also like i like that last page and how cool it is but i also like that there's no possible situation for why they would be doing like they're basically just posing it's like they're taking a glamour shot i know i love it that's great yeah. that's comics yeah because when you do a splash page if you think about it it's essentially just you know they're like posing for a camera that in theory is not really there yeah and it's beautiful it's awesome it's wonderful. actually my favorite part of that issue was Manifold. Oh, Manifold's such a badass. Yeah, that's what he's so badass. The whole team gets taken out by AIM, and then Manifold, who was off in space with Captain Universe, teleports back in and just cool as ice, just like takes care of Superior, takes care of AIM. It's just like he's just kind of like, you know, casually being like, ah, oh, you made a mistake. You shouldn't have done this. Yeah. As he's like teleporting them all over the world, it's awesome. He broke out as a character for me in this issue. Totally. Yeah, I can't wait to see more of him. All right, over to you, Avengers AI number two. Um, this is one of my favorite number two issues in a very long time. Hmm. I really, really dug it. It's uh, written by that guy Sam Humphreys, hmm. who you may know, you may hate, you may love, who knows, uh, with art by Andre Lima Arrajo. Arrajo. However you pronounce uh, his last name, it is gorgeous artwork in this issue. There's something about it. I mean, this the story is all about synthetic beings, mm-hmm. um, artificial intelligences, robots, and such. But there's such a humanity to all the characters in here. Uh, it's really, really great. You've got this squad, which has, you know, it's such a ragtag group. It's Hank Pym, Vision, Monica Chang, Victor Mancha, this new character named Alexis, and uh, the rogue Doombot together. And I thought you said Alexis. Like, Alexis. Alexis. Uh, and then they are dealing with a giant, giant sentinel in this issue. And it's really interesting to see how that's, uh, that's addressed. 
and there's a really cool power that Sam comes up with for Vision mm. in a way to deal with the Sentinel. Mm. It makes a ton of sense. Also, the way uh, Arojo draws it is oh, very yeah. cool. The way it's he's so cool. portraying Vision's powers are awesome. Yeah. And then, so the, 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 everything sort of flips, uh, and it turns into a bit of an Iron Giant story, mm. and then it broke my heart. Oh. And I really wanted to yell at it Sam. Very, it was very sad at the end. Yeah, I wanted to yell at Sam on Twitter, but I didn't want to spoil anything for yeah. anyone. So, uh, I always yell at him pretty obtusely. I know, I know. But it was a great issue. Really, really dug it. And you've got the introduction uh, of this character, yeah. Demetrios, who is... Uh, creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Yeah. You can also call Sam and yell at him. I mean, you don't need to do it so in person. The phone? Who uses the phone? <laughs> Just, you know, text all caps to him. I don't know. Yeah. Cable and X-Force number 12, written by Dennis Hopeless with Colin Bunn, art by Salvador LaRocca. Last issue we had the Domino, Boom Boom, Thelma and Louise issue. This issue we've got Domino teaming up with Colossus, the dude she's been kind of on and off with romantically. They fight a bunch of demons uh, and Colossus, I love this, that Colossus is insistent on talking about their relationship while they fight these hell demons. She's just like, you know, maybe this can wait. No, we're going to have this conversation now. You won't talk to me, so you have to talk to me right now. Colossus is very... He's so sensitive. He's so like <laughs> he's a little clingy. Let's be he's honest. He's very clingy. She's like he's he's he says things like oh so now you're talking to me like oh now you're vanished. I was like oh Colossus, you you're such a uh, softy. He's such a soft. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, in the future, Hope and a new Strife are also battling the same demons, but something that Domino and Colossus do in the present affects what they do in the future. We learn Strife's identity. It's crazy. Big. Wacky stuff coming up for this book. Uh, great art by LaRocca, as always. And a nice resolution to where Domino and Colossus are at for now. I really like them as a couple. Could be fun. It could be fun. She's so yeah. different than, say, Kitty, Kitty. Pride. Yeah. So that's, it's, like, it's like his first adult relationship, I feel like. And he seems so in over his head. But also... Domino, having been with Cable right. for years, it's it's also like... I didn't even think of that side, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, he's just such an emotional like no. wall that it, it's it's cool because yeah. now she may have a little bit more give and take with uh, Colossus. I, I like it. There's a cool dynamic there. I like that, yeah. I like them too. All right, over to Daredevil, Dark Knights number three, mm. written and drawn by Lee Weeks. And uh, this wraps up Lee's story... Uh, in this limited series. The series will continue on, but Lee had these three issues about Daredevil going to retrieve uh, a mechanical heart to save a little girl's life. It's not a mechanical heart. It's a real heart. Isn't it? No, it's... it's, it's some, it was a heart transplant. They put it in, like, a, a box. I thought it was a mechanical... Whatever it is. It's a heart that needs to keep beating. Fine. Uh, are, you, are you a machine? I does am. this work? Yeah. Anyway, he has to save this in the middle of a giant snowstorm, mm-hmm. and you know he's it's messing with his senses. He's getting his um, butt kicked. There are people after the heart uh, for nefarious reasons. All kinds of crazy stuff going on. There's uh, redemption. There's revenge. There's just really beautiful art. It's a great story. Great way to cap off uh, this tale. Yeah, those are really good three issues. Uh, if you yeah. haven't picked those up, I heartily recommend it um i'm sure the next story is gonna be great as well but those three issues just came out of nowhere i was not anticipating those and they were awesome 
Dark Tower of the Gunslinger, So Fell, Lord Perth, number one, written by Robin Firth and Peter David, art by Richard Eisenhoff, continuing the original adventures of the characters from the Dark Tower series, specifically the Gunslinger. So if you're itching for more Dark Tower, there are no more books. Read these comics instead. You will dig them. Deadpool Kills Deadpool number two, Not for Kids, uh, written by Colin Bunn, art by Salvador Espin. The book gets really crazy this issue yeah uh we get to know what is going on what in the first issue basically this weird leather clad deadpool came out of nowhere and attacked deadpool and the deadpool core came back and you know what was going on now we find out how this ties into deadpool kills marvel universe and deadpool illustrated it all fits but they recap it nicely here so if you haven't read those two series you can jump right on here but now we're getting colin bond grading to create as many Deadpool variations as he possibly can. Uh, Evil Deadpool comes back here. The Deadpool who's been the star of these books thus far also returns, um, and he plays a huge role. We've just got these crowds of weird-looking Deadpool. Beard of Beast Pool is my yes. favorite Deadpool, and now he's dead. Yeah, Beard of Beast Pool, Pool is tremendous. He makes a grisly end, <laughs> but we've got all these guys. We've got Pulp Deadpool. We've got this goofy-looking watcher. There's a bird pool. Yeah, there's a tiny little bird, bird pool. There's Panda Pool. Panda Pool is the best. Uh, there's a big one at the end who I don't want to spoil because oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's like a Deathlock Deadpool, a Lady Deathstrike Deadpool, a Wolverine Deadpool. Lots of Deadpools. you got the Deadpool Corps, who we know from their book, fighting to stay alive. And you've got these hordes of other Deadpools who want to kill the Deadpools. This watcher's caught in the middle. It's crazy. Salvador Espin draws the crap out of it. And at the end, there's one last Deadpool variation who we will not mention here because it's too wild. And another Deadpool Corps member dies, and it's sad again. But you just move right on. But yeah, this last page... This last Deadpool is, uh, it's something. Yeah. There's something going on over in Deadpool Kills Deadpool. Can I just say for a second that mm. Colin Bunn has been killing it the last yeah. couple weeks? His issues, everything's been He's everywhere. Out. He's everywhere, and it's been awesome stuff. Yeah. He's really firing on all cylinders. Yeah, Colin it's, Bunn it's is great. definitely one of the uh, sometimes unsung heroes here at Marvel. Yeah. All right. Emerald City of Oz, number two, written by Eric Schenner, art by Scotty Young. Uh, what I love about this series and all these series is how every issue, every series just builds out the world of Oz even more. In this one, you've got Dorothy's aunt and uncle. Come, they've come to the land of Oz and living with her, living in, uh, in Oz and the kingdom. They're treated like royalty now. Uh, and then they go on a tour of, of the world. And you get to see a whole bunch of new things. And you're introduced to a really creepy, weird... Uh, group of villains that it should be really fun to see how that changes the tone of the next couple issues. Um, I mean, look, I love this series. Hunger Number Two, written by Josh Fialkov, art by Leonard Kirk. This is Galactus, our Galactus, Marvel Universe Galactus in the Ultimate Universe. Rick Jones in the first issue was going off into space dealing with this creature Tari War, and now it's all been thrown off by the fact that Galactus bonded with. Ultimate Universe Galactus, and now he is even bigger and crazier than ever. I'm looking at this amazing two-page spread by Leonard Kirk, where Galactus is looming over this planet. It looks phenomenal. Kirk killed it on art here. Uh, the Ultimate Silver Surfer comes into play. We get a different take on his dynamic with Galactus, because this Galactus recognizes this is a new Silver Surfer, and Silver Surfer has never this Silver Surfer has never actually met a Galactus. 
Uh, we see Rick Jones and Silver Surfer try to stop Galactus from destroying a universe. We see the Chitauri and Kree unleash their plan, which is a terrible plan, and we get more uh, insight into who Rick Jones is. Just some crazy big cosmic stuff, and now the focus is going to shift a little more Earthbound next issue, but this is a big, important story. Over in Iron Man number 14, written by Karen Gillan, art by Greg Land, uh, you've got Tony on the run inside the five-mile-tall god-killer armor, and he's pursued by Death's Head, the, I wouldn't call him crazy, just the methodical uh, Robot 451 Mm. is plotting and doing things, and it seems like there's a little bit of miscommunication between Iron Man and 451 about what's going on even then. Oh, yeah. Yes, they are at odds, but there's a there's a point where they both blame the other for something going wrong. Right. And it's interesting to see that. And, and you know, 451 is doing some very drastic, very horrible things, but it seems like it, he's rationalizing it in a way for the greater good. It's interesting stuff. Um, you know, I love Death's Head. Get to an interesting part in this issue and uh, we'll see where this goes as the god killer armor continues its course yeah even though 451 yeah he does have like quasi noble intentions just so he's he's an early pick of mine for hero uh not hero villain of the year i don't like him he's just <laughs> he's a no good nick he's just a jerk he's yeah. such a jerk in everything he does i hate all his methodology i hate it i, yeah. I don't like 451 mm-hmm. in, in the way you're not supposed, supposed to, to like a yeah villain. yeah not like a uh, this character all right, over in Marvel Universe Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, number 17. Another adaptation of a episode of Earth's Mightiest Heroes by our buddy Joe Caramagna. In this case, he is adapting to Steel and Ant-Man, originally written by Brandon Oman. Uh, really liked this episode as it was on. I remember it's the Heroes for Hire and Scott Lang, so this is a cool one. And Joe does a great job. Superior Carnage, number two. What a crazy comic this was <laughs> not it, it was not what i was expecting not what i was expecting it's written by kevin shinnick it's art by steven segovia it's really even in this issue not so much a carnage comic it's more a comic about the wizard uh and the frightful four to a lesser degree it's kind of exploring the neuroses of the wizard who has kidnapped carnage Cletus cassidy who is unconscious the entire issue he's brain dead yeah i mean brain essentially dead. brain dead yeah so not even unconscious he's you know the next level beyond unconscious which is <laughs> In a coma, basically. Sure. Um, Wizard's trying to find a way to bring Carnage under his control. He's got Claw with him. He's got Dr. Carl Malice, who's an obscure Marvel villain. Uh, he's got him working with him. He's trying to create a new Frightful Four, but it's hard. The symbiote's out of control. Um, he's trying to get his buddies to work with him. He's got a cool new relationship with Claw, which I liked. And he's going nuts they tie it back to an issue of ff where black bolt basically blasted the crap out of him and he's all messed up mentally now uh it's just this wild weird kind of funny because kevin's a funny guy uh funny but sad ride through the consciousness of the wizard so i and i did not expect this i didn't know where it was going there's a fun cameo by spider-man and it's uh very different very different than uh i was expecting really can't too much for that. I also they totally got me on um, on the recap page. They have a picture of what's supposed to be Venom, but it's actually Black Tarantula, and I totally thought it was the editors screwing up. And then a couple pages in, uh, it becomes a joke. So yeah, they no, told, that was that was funny. I was like, oh. they got they got me with that. Yeah. I I was I was all like, oh, I can't wait to go in and make fun of Brennan and Sana because they screwed this up. 
um, which I wouldn't do anyways, because why? Um, you up. Yeah, I would make fun of Brennan, but then I realized <laughs> he was only associate on this, and Sonnet was the actual editor, so yep. I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. But yeah, good stuff. More Superior, we're going to Superior Foes of Spider-Man number two, written by Nick Spencer, with art by Steve Lieber. And this is just one of those gems that seriously just comes out of nowhere, whops you in the face. It's so good. It's it's all about the, this just bunch of C-list villains. Shocker, sorry, show me. Uh, Boomerang. I think you're being generous calling Shocker a C-list villain. <laughs> uh, the Wizard, uh, which Speed Demon. The Wizard. You prefer Speed Demon. <laughs> no, The Wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Overdrive and Beetle. Um, and it's it's just great because there's five new, of them. It's a new female beetle. Right. Not, not the beetle She's we all... She's been around for a little bit now. Uh, I think this is like her third appearance. She sh- first showed up in Superior Spider-Man in the first couple issues. But yeah, yeah I mean, she's got a tenure at this point. Yeah. Uh, so so anyone buying this thinking they're getting classic beetle. It's not happening. <laughs> Heck no. Although... Yeah. Well, well anyway, there's five of them. They are the Sinister Six. There's a, That's a part of the story. It's really funny. Um, they're trying to... It revolves around Boomerang trying to basically make them a bigger name in the villain underworld. Mm -hmm. And all kinds of wackiness happens. They go up against Punisher in a way. They have to deal with uh, Chameleon. They have to deal with Parole. They have to deal with secrets and lies. And then uh, a character from their past comes back to them in this. It It was was really great. It's really funny. It's it's. You know, if you like the books that spotlight villains and are really about character building, this is definitely one you should check out because it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really just like bonding with these characters the way you bond with characters on like a TV show. Yeah. Like they really feel like very real, very three-dimensional, yeah, very well written. One of my favorite things Nick's done for yeah. us. It's great. All right, and rounding out our Superior Trio, we get Superior Spider-Man number 15, written by Dan Slott, art by Umberto Ramos. This is basically the worst day of Phil Yurick, Hobgoblin's life. Everything is falling apart from Apparently, all of that murdering and robbing people and being an all-around jerk uh, has, has not karmically done him well. But what I like about this is that Spider-Man basically sets out to ruin the Hobgoblin uh, after following up on destroying Shadowland last issue. And again, we've talked about the, this book is at its best when it shows how Doc Ock takes a supervillain mentality and kind of way of doing things to do heroic things. And he basically takes Hobgoblin down as a villain would take down a hero um, and just totally ruins his life like bit by bit to the point where you almost feel bad for Hobgoblin who's a terrible character. Again, not a terrible, terrible character. Like a you love to hate him character. Um, They fight. You got stuff going on with uh, Spider-Man's personal life, stuff going on with Phil Yurick's personal life, some really interesting subplots with the Green Goblin, with um, this guy who Peter Parker used to work with at Horizon Labs, who I know where this story's headed, so I'm not going to say anything, um, but it's <laughs> headed in a really, really cool direction, and just a really, another, another the original Hobgoblin shows up, but another great okay, this is what you can do when you have Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man's brain. You can really explore flipping the script and how he would handle situations, and it's a great issue for that. Yeah, I, I was so delighted to see this. All this happened mm-hmm. to uh, the Hobgoblin. It made me really happy to see everything <laughs> fall apart around him. Wow. Yep. Vindictive 
Vindictive soul. You know me very well. Yes. Over to X Factor number 260, our last issue of the week. Um, and it focuses on Polaris, who is in a low place after all the craziness that's been going on with the team lately um, as we wind down on this end of X Factor. She is drowning her sorrows in a bar, and she's she's making a mess of things. Mm. Quicksilver comes to try and calm her down. Things do not go the way either of them probably would have wanted, but it's a fun issue. Lots of great dialogue. Good dynamics, especially now that you have the, the concrete uh, knowledge that they are related mm-hmm. by blood. Uh, and uh, all that happens. And then there's a really interesting twist at the end. The final page sets off who knows what. We'll see where this goes from here. Right. Yeah. Um, I have to show it to Ben because he was giving me this look like, "What the hell are you?" I'm just talking about. I remember it's a big last page, and it's going to be big old last page. Goes in a very cool direction. So, um, fans of Polaris, stay tuned. Yes. Tomb of the week. I'm going to go with Avengers AI number two. Mom, all right, good pick. Um, I like Superior Foes a lot. I like Superior Carnage a lot too, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to go with all new X Men. That book really close. I think that was the first book I read. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it was the first book I read too, which is always kind of a cheat. Yeah. Because you're going in fresh, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. But then also, I will say, if it's the first book you read, and by the end of everything, you still remember, like, oh, I really like this book. Because yeah. when we read these, I'm trying to keep in my head, like, all right, what's going to be my twin of the week? Yeah. And sometimes the first book I read makes an impression, but sometimes it also can get lost by the end. So yeah. That's really cool. Chloe. With your final pick. This isn't fair because I was going to pick it's all new X-Men. It's never fair, is it? But I was going to pick all new X-Men. You can just agree with me. Yeah, but now I feel like I'm copying you. You are. But I'm not. I have my own opinion. Okay, give your own opinion. <laughs> no, it pretty much was all new X-Men, though, because I've always been like a huge X-Men fan. So I was reading back also to like the Uncanny X-Men, so like the early, early like 60s. So it's interesting to kind of see all that Ooh, cool. as well. Very good. Well done, Chloe. All right, over to collections available this week. They are Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 5, Premier Hardcover. Iron Man, Volume 2, The Secret Origin of Tony Stark, Book 1, Hardcover. Savage Wolverine, Volume 1, Kill Island. Oh, that's the greatest Premier hardcover. title for a trade paper. It really ever. is. Uh, a new printing of Thor by Walt Simonson, Volume 1. Very never, exciting. You can never print that enough times. I think I have three versions of it. It's great. I have at least two. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Collection, Book 4, trade paperback. Venom, Toxin with a Vengeance, trade paperback. Uh, and Winter Soldier, Volume 4, The Electric Ghost. That was fantastic. Yeah. If you didn't read Winter Soldier in single issues, you now have no excuse. Pick up Winter Soldier, Volume 4, The Electric Ghost. I love that run of Winter Soldier. Yeah. All right, new comics released on the app this week. Everything we just discussed, as well as Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted, our infinite comic, issue number 5. Also on sale, Amazing Spider-Man original volume, numbers 224 through 228. All five issues of Dark Reign Hawkeye. Fantastic Four, original volume 31 through 40. And Fantastic Four annual, original number two. Collections on the app this week. Ender's Game, Speaker for the Dead. Iron Man, volume two, The Secret Origin of Tony Stark, book one. Journey into Mystery, Fear Itself. Marvel Zombies 5. Runaways Volume 8, Dead End Kids, Savage Wolverine Volume 1, Kill Island, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 1, The World According to Peter Parker, another really good one, and X-Men Phoenix War Song. Awesome. All right, over to Marvel Unlimited. Tons. I think 
I looked in the app this morning and said 190 new comics added this week to Marvel Unlimited. Sweet Lord. Some of them here include All New X-Men number 7, Amazing Spider-Man 16 through 19 from the 1999 volume, Avengers number 5 from the current volume, Avengers Assemble Annual number 1, which is a recent one, Daredevil End of Days number 5, Fantastic Four issues 142 through 149 from the original run. Fearless Defenders number one from the current series, which is great. Time to catch up on that if you haven't started reading it. Incredible Hulk numbers 132 through 134, 153, and 152 from the original run. Nice, nice. That was very unpredictable. Yep. Iron Man number six, number six from the current run. Journey into Mystery 503 through 511. Marvel's Iron Man Prelude, number two. Uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man 3, 3 Prelude. Prelude. Yes, yes, which is great. Again, it's one of those things, if you uh, you liked Iron Man 3, definitely read that one. New Avengers, number three from the current run. Red She-Hulk, number 62. Secret Avengers, number 37. Superior Spider-Man, number three. Thunderbolts, number four from the current run. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, number 20. Winter Soldier, number 15, and X-Factor, number 251. But there are plenty more. If yeah. you go to the app or on the site, you'll see so many comics. And so again, many runs filled as in. always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns on Marvel Unlimited, go on Twitter, hit up Productology, Julia Druck, or Paul Degnan. Yeah. They are very quick helping people. There was a tweet earlier this week. They answered it within hours. Good. So they're very good on that. Excellent. Uh, we do not have Strami this week. He's uh, he's abroad, uh, taking care of some stuff. So we're gonna skip our usual throw to Strami. Go right into news. Oh my God, this is just a breakneck pace, right? Okay, we've got plenty of news over on the comic section of Marvel.com this week. We broke exclusively that Jerry Duggan is going to be the new writer of Nova, and I know we're both really excited about oh, yeah. that. Uh, he's going to be taking it over in November. We had a long, lengthy interview with him, as well as some comments from Steve Wacker, the editor. And to clarify, because I know a lot of people, it blew up Twitter, just people tweeted at us, at least two or three people. Um, <laughs> Is that blowing up Twitter yeah. for you? Yeah. Okay. So, we well, have a different they, perspective. No, they it. just blew up at you, and they blew No, it's more blowing up, like, leave me alone. Um, no, you can always tweet us questions, comments. We'd really appreciate it. So, to clarify, in November... Zeb Wells, final issue, issue number 10. Jerry Duggan comes on in the backup story there. But it's issue number 10 of the current volume. It is issue number 100. It's Nova number 100 because the total of every Nova series ever published reaches number 100. So it's both issue 10 and issue 100. Some people have asked, well, then in December, does it go to issue 11 or does it go to issue 101? You will have to wait and see. Numbering plans to come. All you need to know now is there's an awesome Nova issue coming out in November that's going to have stories from, I believe the lead is uh, Zeb with Carlo Barberi, and then Jerry Duggan and Paco Medina are on the backup. There are variant covers from Phil Jimenez, J.G. Jones, and Sal Buscema. J.G. Jones! That's right, J.G. Jones. So, a lot of cool Nova stuff coming up. We've been speaking to Jim Chung this week, looking back on his career as he heads into Infinity next week. Infinity number one. Holy moly. We have shown some of his preview pages, but we're uh, kind of catching up with him, seeing how he how he got here, looking at some of his older works, talking some Young Avengers, New Avengers Illuminati, as well as Infinity. So a lot of great insight from Jim Chung. We're trying to do more of these kind of behind-the-scene deals with artists, give you some insight into how they work. I know we're also doing stuff this week with Declan Shalvey and with Ryan Stegman. So look for more of that. Speaking of which, we also had a multi-part chat last week with Carlos Pacheco, about coming on Captain America. We showed some 
pencil and ink pages, so you're not going to get to see those anywhere else. And he talked about his approach to Captain America. We also had first looks not only at Infinity Number 1 by Jim Chung, but also the Avengers tie-in by Lionel Francis Yu, the very first one, and the first new Avengers tie-in by Mike Diodato. Lots of great stuff going on in comics. All right, so I'm going to try and tackle as much as I can from Strami stuff, my own stuff. First up, Geek Week. Big, big, big thing on YouTube. If you go to YouTube.com slash YouTube or YouTube.com slash Geek Week or just YouTube.com, you'll see all kinds of content about all kinds of great things that we all love. Um, but on Wednesday of Geek Week, it was Super Wednesday, yeah. and we just wrecked it. It was awesome. We had brand new Thor The Dark World trailer. We have a trailer for Avengers... Uh, Endless Wartime. Endless Wartime, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new video from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Clark Gregg uh, as Agent Phil Coulson talking about his team. Uh, we had a new episode of Marvel Superheroes What The that was tied into YouTube's big in- interactive adventure that they yes. had going on. It was very you- complex, but it's very cool. Basically, you start on one page and uh, each each video links you to another part of the story uh, it's cool to be a part of it, it's it's a it's very much like a choose your own adventure type story yes i think except i think legally we're not supposed to say it's choose your own adventure it's not it's like it's it. like it's, it's similar, similar to in some ways if you enjoyed choose your own adventures as a child you might enjoy this as well this is true though it is not actually but a quick shout out to uh our animation ace alex kropanak who puts all these together really outdid himself on these just does a tremendous job on every what the, i don't think anyone understands how much work goes into the stop motion animation on those and he absolutely killed this one totally uh youtube actually asked me to create a special playlist for Geek week yep is this all wrestling videos no i didn't well did you put any wrestling videos in in a sense no you didn't uh i put a clip from ren and stimpy in there mm. and it's my favorite ren and stimpy clip it's with them as wrestlers, right? Yelling, okay. there's a they're doing a promo. It's one of my That's it's my cool. favorite Ren and Stimpy clip of all time. Okay, it's okay. really great. Uh, but in there, I put a bunch of fan videos. I put some stuff that we've released. It's uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It included the 1987 Marvel Comics float from the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, that's one of my favorite YouTube clips ever. So good. Oh, it's so it's good. Fantastic. Anyway, you guys can check that out on our YouTube page. Boy, where were you in 1987? Um, I wasn't born. Oh. Keep going. Anyway, uh, we have a new episode of Marvel's The Watcher. We have a new trailer for the Iron Man 3 home video release. And hopefully some more. It's Tuesday now when we're recording this, so I'm still hoping our team can well, get yeah, some you more already, videos Well, yeah, you already together. said, er, like, five minutes ago, oh, we crushed it on Wednesday. I was like, what is he doing? We will have crushed it on we've, Wednesday. We've already broken the fourth wall earlier when we said it's Tuesday. <laughs> I don't All care. All over the place. Uh, but anyway, it was. we put a lot of stuff into Geek Week. We're very excited for it. Um, and it's it's really cool. It's, Geek Week was everywhere, man. I went. I was watching Impact Wrestling last week. And a commercial for Geek Week was on. I went to see the Wolverine in theaters this past weekend, and there was a one before the. That's awesome. There was a trailer before the movie, so I was really excited. That's great. Yeah, it's it, cool to be a part of it. Yeah, it's it's very fun. YouTube has been great to work with on this. It's been a lot of fun, uh, I, and I hope this is a, an annual thing because mm-hmm. I want us to be able to do cool stuff like this every year. All right, um, D twenty three is this week, and. As of Thursday last week, I found out I was going because there's all kinds of fun stuff happening. Uh, We're going to have a big presence in the Walt Disney Studios live action panel that's happening Saturday uh, with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Thor, the Dark World. 
I will be there in person, live blogging it. Um, I may enlist other people to help me out. We're going to do some fun stuff with it. Um, in addition to that, there's a Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. screening at D23. So if you are planning on going, stick around for Sunday. I believe it's at 3 p.m. Uh, if you're not going to be there... I don't think I'll be live blogging the actual screening, but I'll take some photos and we'll get some perspective on it. Uh, there's also a cool little Marvel AR section in the uh, at D23. I'll take some photos and post up about that. Um, and there's more. It's it's kind of fun. We're getting more and more integrated with what they're doing for D23. Uh, it's a the convention actually happens every other year, so it's neat to see the changes from last time. I mean, last time we had just the end of the big studios panel with an Avengers presence. And that was it. Now we've got a whole bunch of other things. It's great. Um, what else? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so much stuff going on. Last week were the TCAs, which are the Television Critics Association. It's basically a way for all the networks to parade around their new shows and uh, get them in front of TV critics and writers, bloggers, all that good stuff. And show them how awesome it is. We screened the pilot. It was awesome to see, uh, you know, people who I follow on Twitter get their perspective on seeing the pilot, what they thought of it. it was, and people love it, which is great. Uh, so we had a live blog of the panel that we did there. You can replay that on Marvel.com. We produced a new poster for the show, which you'll see everywhere, as it's going to be on billboards and all kinds of places. You know, everywhere you go. If you look in a bus bus stop you're probably going to see it there uh it's going to be all over the place tons of images from the tcas in addition to a bunch of images from the pilot and behind the scenes stuff you can check all those out on marvel.com slash agents of shield uh again d23 stuff more video clips coming probably more stuff that uh came in as i was sitting in this podcast because uh -huh. i get about 900 uh -huh. emails about agents of shield every day and uh it's, it's very exciting stuff uh, onto animation, the Hulk and the Agents of Smash trailer is out. You can also get the first episode on the iTunes. Uh, the premiere for the show is on Disney XD this Sunday, August 11th. So definitely check that out. But you know, prep yourself. Get the first episode for free on iTunes. Um, and we also have a live blog for the show this week. Yes, it will already. How, oh yeah, a right. live blog. Yeah, we're well. We have one to preview. Do we also have one during the episode? No. Okay, yeah. It will have taken place by now, because uh, it happened Wednesday, hopefully. Uh, if not, I'm sure we're running off to do it right now. But yeah, you can replay it on Marvel.com. You can see everything from, I believe, Jeff Loeb's on there, some other folks involved with Hulk and the Agents of Smash. So yeah, uh, yeah I think Blake and I are running that, so I'm sure it'll be a colossal train wreck, and you should enjoy watching it blow up. Yeah. Awesome. That's the way to sell it. <laughs> uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is on iTunes now, so get up in that. So is Marvel Adventures Assemble. My goodness, we are post, everywhere. Post, beep, 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 beep. As we were sawing Stromy, I went. I lived as Stromy for a day and posted. How'd that go? That was it. Was interesting. <laughs> I don't know if I do it permanently, yeah. but you know, it's interesting to try on the try on the suit. But yeah, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man is on iTunes. Marvel's Avengers Assemble is on iTunes, and also there was an Avengers Assemble post game with Court Lane talking about Hyperion and all the good stuff that happened on Avengers Assemble. It's awesome. Sweet. Uh, Hot Toys, our friends over there do the most amazing action figures. I can't even call them action figures. They're, no. they're just beautiful. Little people. Yeah, they're little people. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, they have tons more new 
Iron Man 3 figures coming with all the different suits. Um, we had in Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live. He was visiting the office. He is a fanatical Hot Toys collector, same as John Cirilli, our boss. And just the two of them yeah, commiserating they're... over their Hot Toys obsession oh was interesting. Those two, they could have a show. Yeah, it would be great. Um, and finally, we have new content coming to HeroClix's tab app. It's going to have some Iron Man stuff in there, so check that out. Uh, and I'm sure there's plenty more. Just check Marvel.com and the Marvel social channels for all yes. the news. All oh, right. Yeah. It's time for This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. What, yes. What? Did you, you read this, right? Yeah, look at that. You did not read it. You failed us. I demand to be on this podcast. I, I did not prepare totally prepared. for this podcast. I'm going to make excuses for why I can't do a twin of the week, and I didn't read the reading, and I haven't taken any notes. I'm drawing little pictures in my notebook. <laughs> yeah, you can see that. That's definitely a 3D block of some sort. Yeah, it was like they pretty much are just lines. Cool. That's all I got. great. Wow. It's great stuff. But I wasn't part of the podcast where you decided that this was... You don't go on Marvel.com to see what's going on? No, I do. I'm just saying mm. I wasn't part of it here. So I felt Well, guilty. you're never going to be part of it again. Yeah. So don't Good worry job. about that. Um, all right. So our selection this week is one that I chose. Yes. And it's, uh, it's a little bit more than normal. So we ch- I chose Infinity Gauntlet as the main crux. But I also wanted to make sure everyone also read right. Thanos Quest. Well, it's still only eight issues. I mean, it's not like Avengers sure. Forever, we made them read 12. Right. Not but, made them. You know, instead of them. one sure. series, you know, this it's this is separate. And I, I do think most people haven't read Thanos Quest who have read Infinity Gauntlet. If they didn't it's know true. about it. I didn't read about it. I didn't read it until, I think, when it came out in trade earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I had never read Thanos oh, really? Quest. Oh, um, yeah. really? I have the uh, the original issues, the, yeah. uh, the prestige format. I was looking at the $5 yeah. back in 1990. That's insane. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow!" These, but I mean, they're or, they're gorgeous. Or comics back in nineteen ninety, uh, like, buck twenty five. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I remember. I remember when there was like some books went up to a buck fifty, and that was outrageous. Yeah, and then like the really big ones went to a buck seventy five. And, and you were like, like "No, nope, I'm done. I'm out." Yeah, when they went up, I I remember one twenty five being like like my my breaking point. Like one fifty was tolerable, and one seventy five was just too. Because I think some of the the third party companies would charge up to like one ninety five, and I was oh, yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not made of money. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, good old days. So this, it, both stories are written by Jim Starlin, who is you know sort of the godfather of a lot of our cosmic stuff, um, and the Thanos quest stories are drawn by Ron Lim, and it has such an amazing job on colors. There's there's like a the the ninety the early nineties there was this push for a certain type of digital coloring. Right. I know Valiant was really high on that back in the day, uh, and we experimented with it a little bit here and there. But yeah. you really see it come to life and used beautifully in Thanos Quest. And the story is about Thanos's um, resurrection. He's been re- resurrected by death. And that is told actually in Silver Surfer, I believe. Yeah, there's a trade called Silver Surfer. The Rebirth of... Yeah, either Rebirth or Return of Thanos. Yeah. And it has the Silver Surfer issues and then also the Thanos Quest issues. That's where I originally oh, okay. Thanos Quest. So right. It has those at the end as kind of a capper. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so Death brings him back to basically do her bidding and kill people. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Not just people. Half the universe. Well, yes. Yeah, she sets a task to him. Yeah. You have to kill half the universe. And he's like, well, that's going to kind of take me a while. I need, yeah. I need more power. Right. I can't do this just, you know, 
willy nilly. Yeah, and he's like, I know. I'm gonna stand and look in this well for a really long time and figure it out. Is it called the Infinity Well? The Infinity Well. Yeah, everything was Infinity back then. I love it. Uh, well, it's interesting because the gems were actually called the Soul Gems right. prior to this story. Yeah. So he goes in and he figures out the way to get the power that I need is to get all six Soul Gems, bring mm-hmm. them together. He starts with the first one, which is the Soul Gem, and he goes, he gets it, and he realizes, you know what? This will unlock Infinity. Mm-hmm. This will unlock ultimate power. I'm going to call these the Infinity Gems. Yeah. It's pretty great. I didn't yeah. realize that was the origin of why they're called Infinity Gems. Yes. Yeah. It's cool. He, yeah. He, he thought they needed a, a more grandiose Well, it's title. weird they were called the Soul Gems because, I mean, I, I actually don't, I haven't read the original Soul Gem stories from back in yeah, the 70s and 80s, so I don't know if they all did the same thing back then, but that's one of my favorite aspects of the Infinity Gems. They all do different things. Yeah. Like the Power Gem makes you stronger. The Mind Gem gives you incredible mental powers. Uh, so it was always odd to me that they were called the Soul Gems, given that they don't all deal with the soul. Yeah. Maybe so that was a tweak. At this point, the Soul Gems are, the Infinity Gems are spread around to six different elders of the universe. I love the elders of the, uh, the elders are so great. They're so weird. Yeah. It's great. You've got the Runner. You've got Champion. Yep. Champion, who also, if you read Deadpool Core, you would know the Champion from there. Yep. Uh, you've got the Gardener. The Gardener is my favorite. Gardener is the best. All right, so we'll get so you have the uh, champion, <laughs> runner, gardener, um, the grandmaster. You have collector. the Isn't collector, there? and the sixth. Um, I don't know the sixth was. Let me open it up. In this one, I will. Let me, let me give a quick background on the elders that are doing this. The elders are basically these immortal. They've been around forever. They will be around forever. Uh, beings of immense power, and because. They have these long lifespans. In order to keep themselves busy, they basically, and this is not making this up, they all choose a hobby. So it's like literally the runner's runner uh, hobby is running. So that's what he does. He's the best runner anywhere. And that's why I love the gardener because his thing is he just loves to garden. And he... He wants to create, like, ultimate yeah, beauty. Exactly. And he's he just has these incredible gardens. Um, the champion's obsessed with fighting people. The collector collects things. The grandmaster plays games. There were other ones who weren't in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know there was one who was a contemplator who just thought a lot. Uh, oh, uh, the other one that we were missing was the in betweener here. Oh, the okay. So the in betweener did. I was going to say right, that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so the in betweener. In betweener is a weirdo. Which too, is like interesting. Yeah. In betweener is so weird. But it's uh, he is actually a captive of order and chaos. Right. Other cosmic beings who you know there's. All this crazy stuff going around. So Thanos has to go to each of these elders, find a way to get their gem. He resorts to trickery. He resorts to, um, you know, battle. He resorts to sort of mind games. It's all kinds of fun stuff. But it really does a lot to establish how amazing Thanos is in, you know, pursuit of all this stuff. He's He's a brilliant strategist. He's very smart. He's very powerful, but he's not nearly as powerful as he you know, would become with the gauntlet. Right, yeah, no, I, I, that's one of my favorite aspects of it is how he outsmarts people. Yeah. He doesn't just use his fists or his energy blasts. And also, Thanos' quest was, uh, was a big big comic for me in terms of, you know, even, even predating Annihilation, I guess. Um, as far as, everyone always says, like, Marvel doesn't have the big cosmic characters, like the big abstract entities. Like, these are really cool, weird quirky cosmic yeah. characters and totally. uh we don't see them a lot yeah um i hope now that guardians is taken off we'll see some of these characters more because i really like them 
Um, I remember I had, a, I had a discussion with an editor who will go unnamed at one point who said he didn't want to use them. The cosmic books, because he's like, oh, all of Marvel's cosmic characters are just old guys in white robes. And I was like, that's so not true. Uh, love and hate? Yeah. yeah. I mean, these guys are so weird and they're so, so great. Fun. Uh, I do want to give credit to Tom Vincent, who's a colorist mm-hmm. on Thanos Quest. I Believe me, it's just some of my favorite coloring uh, from that era. So, Thanos does what he has to do. He gets all six gems in brilliant fashion and goes to, to death and is basically like, I did it. I, yep. am, I am your equal or kind of maybe you're better, but hey, let's love me. Yep. And she's like, well, this guy over here is going to talk for me because I am not worthy enough to talk to you now that you are basically right. God. Well, wasn't that, beforehand she was saying, this guy over here is going to talk to me because you're not worthy of talking to me yeah. and now you're too worthy so this guy's going to keep talking. And that guy was like... I love it. And then Thanos is like, oh my god, you're driving me crazy. Yeah. And he just freaks out, and boom, he gets really sad because he did everything for her, mm-hmm. and it didn't work, and he's all bummed out now that he's basically got infinite power. Yeah. So that ends Thanos' quest. Boom, you go rush headlong into uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. And I believe there are probably a couple of Silver Surfer stories that do take place in between the two that yeah. talk about... Uh, surfers run in with Thanos now that he has this right. Well, Starlin, Starlin was writing Silver Surfer yeah. at the time, so I think yeah. Initially, with the there would be sequels to Infinity Gauntlet, and they would eventually every Marvel comic would have a tie-in, yeah, uh, more or less. But yeah, in these in this early one, I think it was really just Silver Surfer. It was just yeah, it was just in. Surfer. It was yeah. very interesting. So you get to that Infinity Gauntlet is about what Thanos does now that he has ultimate power, mm-hmm. and I love. Mephisto as mm-hmm. his lackey. He's his yeah. worm tongue. He's the guy whispering in Thanos's ear to do this, do that. Right. Listen, go over here, do this. And it's like he's manipulating Thanos ever so slightly on every single avenue that he can. Uh, and Thanos is just what they establish is that while Thanos is extremely smart, he's also adapting to this unlimited power right. and his brain is everything about him is still trying to handle he's a mortal guy he's he's really just a a person very elevated Mm -hmm. you know almost demigod type guy to start but he is not that level he is not omnipotent so trying to to handle this yeah trying to handle that is 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 a big task so he you know realizes oh i gotta get back to killing half the universe then she'll love me forgot about that he literally he's like Oh my goodness, in all this that's been going on, I forgot. It is great that for as smart and powerful and everything as Thanos is, at the end of the day, he's so obsessed with this girl, Uh who happens to be deaf, um, that he will just make huge, like just completely irrational decisions. He'll just be like, I have ultimate power. Like He could do so many things. He's a smart guy, but he's just like... No, no, no! I'm just gonna do you know yeah. what you want me to do. Like he's very you know he's very whipped. Yeah, and, um, and he's he's and he, and he knows <laughs> he's easily manipulated at this point because right. he's not fully that he's trying to right. deal with everything. But it's just like he's he's the ultimate rational thinker. He's the ultimate pragmatist. But when it comes to yeah death, not at all. Everything's out of the window. He doesn't think about anything. I, and I love he it because he's like you know I could have I have ultimate power and I can make her love me, but right. that's not. Right. Why would I do that? I need. Yeah. He he wants to, to earn it. Yeah. So all that happens, he snaps his fingers. Boom! Half of every 
living being in the universe yeah. is half the wiped population. Out. So it's like wiped out. So it's yeah. So it's like we would be sitting here and then Chloe would just like disappear. Yeah, naturally. I did read this. Like, yes, we're talking about it. I was like, I did read this. So. Nice. Uh, so there's a great scene in the first or the second issue where Spider-Man's swinging through, doing oh, right. her stuff, and then he's looking down for a second at Times Square, mm-hmm. and it's in the instant where Thanos says half the universe is gone, half the population in Times Square disappears, and he's just like, oh no, and he goes to get to Mary Jane. You get all these different perspectives on what's going on, which I think really helps push this story forward, is... You know, street-level characters, cosmic characters, supernatural characters, right. Thanos and his little menagerie, everybody has this outlook on things. Right. And it goes along... Another thing I like about this is because half of everything is gone, so like basically half the Avengers are gone, half the X-Men are gone, half of everything is gone, it can't just be something where Captain America says Avengers assemble and all the Avengers show up, because half of them are They're, missing. Yeah. So they really have to pull together this team of whoever's left. So you'll see guys they wouldn't normally want to work with, like the Hulk. You'll see, you know, big thing for me, of course, was that Nova was in it yeah. because he was one of the few new warriors who was left. But they bring in guys like Cloak, who at this point had never done anything yeah. on this level. So it's like this really weird team of heroes that comes together. Yeah. Um, and I really dug that. Yeah. So Thanos kills half the universe. Yep. Death's still like, nah. Yeah. I mean, that was too easy, you <laughs> Not know? so much. Like... What was where was the effort in that? You just snapped your fingers. She's, she's, Turns his, her she's, back she's on him. She's the worst. <laughs> and he flips out. Yeah. He, I, I love it because he just gets so angry, and with his power, he doesn't even. It subconsciously sends out this wave that destroys suns. Mm-hmm. It destroys planets, and by the time it gets to Earth, it's uh, Galactus says point zero two percent or two percent of its actual force wave, and even that sends yeah. the Earth off its. Uh, rotation off its axis, off its orbit, and sends the planet into an ice age. Yeah. So in the midst of all the craziness going on, the west coast of America falls into the sea. Yeah. Japan is gone. Yeah. Thing, buildings are falling down. You get you get all these great little moments happening, uh, and then the heroes start to come together. There's this one page where Captain America is looking at all the heroes that they know so right. far who are gone. I'm like, all of Alpha Flight? Yeah. What? Fantastic Four, which made a lot of sense because they could potentially pose a huge threat. Yeah, well, it's like initially you were like, oh, it was all just random, but then you start to realize, especially Star Fox, who's Thanos' brother, confronts yeah. him later about like one of the people who's gone as their father, yeah. mentor. Like, there was, whether it was subconscious or not, there was some rhyme or reason to. He eliminated people who yep. would be a potential threat to him. Yeah. Not all of them, because like the surfer's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, the Fantastic Four would be kind of the experts on this so they're gone yeah um but yeah so it leaves an interesting group i didn't feel bad like all of alpha flight was gone yeah it's like just, you know boop. uh but then you know and it's it's also interesting because at this point the avengers aren't the avengers as we look at them now oh, they, right. they were they it's weren't the 90s avengers yeah it's the 90s avengers they weren't that marquee squad sure mm-hmm. everybody knows captain america thor and iron man but yeah. You know, it's like, oh no, Cersei's gone. Yeah, where's the Black Knight? No, <laughs> West Coast team. Oh my god, and that then, was like that was like a big. <laughs> I love it because it was a big blow for them that Cersei <laughs> was missing because Cersei was one of their power players. Yeah, she had the power to rearrange, you know, molecules. That was like a big deal to us. We're like, you know, Cersei is a fun eternal character who shows. She's up a party planner now. Yeah, this was like. 
the fact that Cersei went missing was a devastating <laughs> blow to the 90s Avengers. They're like, what do we do? We only have Thor. Yep. I love it. Yeah. So all this is happening. Adam Warlock comes back. You, you that get was the big. reestablishment of, of that character who hadn't been around for the longest time. And no one had any idea who Adam Warlock was. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, you got Adam Warlock coming back. Then everything starts moving into place. The, the heroes are starting to form a team. Adam Warlock is giving them the plans. Mm-hmm. He's also hanging out with Silver Surfer, having a meeting with the entire cosmic, uh, like, oh, that was awesome. super, like, the abstracts, as we call them. Yeah. Uh, great stuff there. Then it's also nice because no one really trusted Adam Warlock because they're like, no. A lot of, like, some of them were like, oh, yeah, we fought with you one time a while ago. Yeah, you're dead, though, right? I mean, Yeah, but then a lot of the other characters are like, who are you? Like, we've never teamed up with you. Why should we trust you? Because Adam Warlock's whole personality was he basically comes in, he's like, I'm the guy who knows what to do. Listen to me. I'm in charge. Like, Captain America, Iron Man, do what I say. So, that was interesting. Yes. Uh, You get all that happening. Epic fourth issue is the battle issue, and it's one of my favorites issues Ugh. of all time in all of comics it's Thanos versus this group of here this ragtag band of mm-hmm. whoever's left you've got Hulk Drax who everybody who knows Drax now and was yep. looking forward to the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie a very different, different Drax. Drax he was is he still brain damaged at this point yeah he was okay. he was a giant hulking dumb brute it was yep. interesting uh him uh, Namor, She Hulk, Scarlet Witch was Scarlet there. Scarlet Witch, Cyclops, Spider Man, Wolverine. Wolverine. You get a, you get a big team. Nova and Cloak, like I yeah. said. They go to fight Thanos, and Thanos is like, I'm just, I don't, no. I don't care about this. But Mephisto again, twisting things around. It's really great. Great battle. Oh, he's also got his girlfriend at this point, Taraxia. Oh, yeah, Taraxia. He creates her. Yeah. Um, so they, they fight. To try to make death jealous. Yeah. He makes, but the creepy thing is she's like a female version of him. Yeah. So It's awesome. He loves himself. You know, take uh, that as you will. You got Nebula, who's oh, a yeah, twisted, Nebula. twisted zombie. Like, yeah. It's Chloe is frowning. <laughs> it's like really gross. She's like shambling around. Yeah. She oh. kind of just like wanders, like for the whole like first issue, she just wanders around like wherever they are. Yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah. I, I love that though. Yeah. It's, she definitely doesn't look like the Nebula you'll see in Guardians, but great stuff. Uh, everything goes absolutely wrong. Some of the most horrific deaths oh in God. Marvel history. It's wonderful. Uh, then you get to the fifth issue where, okay, the Earth heroes didn't Fail. work out. Let's yeah. see what Galactus and all the other cosmic deities can do against that's Thanos. Crazy. And that is a beautiful, yeah, crazy, fun issue. That's where the scale really comes into yeah. play. Because it's like, all right, it's one thing to see. There's a great... You mentioned it. There's a great Captain America moment in issue number four. It's one of the best Captain America yeah. moments ever. Where it's like it's something to see Thanos, this big, basically, you know, he's God fighting Captain America and Captain America not backing down. But at the same time, you're like, all right, well, Captain America is just a guy. He, yeah. he can get beaten. But then you see Galactus, who at this point, you know, Galactus is like the barometer. He's the most powerful being in the Marvel universe, and a bunch of people who are equal to Galactus. Them fighting Thanos to get a sense of, oh my God. Yeah, how powerful he is. You get that, and then in steps Eternity, yeah. who is the embodiment of reality. Right, and he's like, "All right, yeah, enough. We have to fight because you're trying to be me." And then I just—it's it's incredible. Does the Living Tribunal get involved, or his whole thing is like, "I won't get involved." The Living Tribunal is great. He's like, "Well, he's just—he's basically trying to take over. Um, it's it's survival of the fittest. Yeah. I'm out. You guys deal with this. <laughs> These guys like I don't have anything to do with this. I love the Living Tribunal. Living Tribunal. He looks—he's such a cool looking character. Yeah, totally. Uh, big crazy stuff. And then Nebula has her 
epic moment yep. in in issue five, and then issue six is is the final battle back on um, Thanos' oh, planet. Oh, Doom's involved. Oh, too. Doom is Forget so Doom. good. Yeah, such great. I mean, Doom is as you expect him to be, yeah. plotting and scheming and. and Looking for ultimate power, right? But it's another deal where like Doom comes to the heroes because they're like, "You need me." Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. <laughs> Reed Richards isn't here, and he kind of seizes on the fact that like you know, Mister Fantastic isn't here. You need you need Doctor Doom. Yeah. Let's do this. So also key in this. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. But, like one more thing is I forgot that Thor is not Thor. Yeah, he's Eric Masterson. It's Eric Masterson Thor. So that's like, you know, Thor is usually like the big guy they rely on is not himself. Yeah. So that hurts them too. Yeah. Great moments in, in issue four as well with with uh, Thor stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, and it, and it ends. It's it's epic, and then it goes into you know coming out of that they went into Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, Warlock plays a huge role in the conclusion in the final. of the whole thing. By the end of this, Adam Warlock is established as all right. This is a this is a very important Marvel character, and yep. he would be for the whole of the nineties. Yeah. Uh, Warlock the Infinity Watch comes out of this, then it goes into Infinity War, War. tons of tie-ins, yeah. Infinity Crusade, yep. uh, Adam Warlock's other personalities you, you will learn about yep. in War and Crusade. Warlock uh, got a second book, Warlock Chronicles, Adam Warlock right. was huge in the 90s. Yeah. Some really great artists on those books too back oh, yeah. in the day, it was, it was cool stuff, yeah. uh, I don't know how much of it is on Unlimited, but definitely... Some of know, it, because I, I posted some of it, I, I think like the... Uh, some of the tie-ins to Infinity War, and then maybe some of the Blood and Thunder stuff from mm. when uh, Thor tied in. Let me ask you: You read these in single issues as they were coming out? No, number okay. six. I picked up number six on a whim. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, I remember very distinctly. It was on a spinner rack, the yeah. local five and dime. Okay. Uh, X Men number three and Infinity Gauntlet number six were wow. both on the rack at the That's same a time. Big week, right? And I was like, these look really cool. Yeah. And I, you know, I was. Ten, nine, yeah, and I was like, I want, I want to read these, and I think I read Infinity Gauntlet number six twenty times. That mm. you know, right when I got it, so and then had to go back. The other one? Yeah, I had to go back, you know, over a couple of months because okay. at that time they were also really expensive. Yeah, they were, you know, yeah, these are big issues. Yeah, they were huge issues, and they, you know, no one expected them to be so popular, so they were worth a lot of money, especially oh, yeah, two and five. A, yeah, this is also the nineties where comics were yes. worth tons of money, and it was impossible to buy them. So I, I actually issues. read. Uh, one, three, and four before I read two and five. Wow! All right, so you read them completely, yeah, out completely of out of order. But I've read them so many times since yeah. then. Because I, I don't, I don't know if I wasn't reading or if I just this like was beyond my scope. Like I was just reading X Men because I did not, I don't remember Infinity Gauntlet coming out. I barely remember Infinity War. I remember being like tangentially aware, like there's something going on where everyone's fighting their evil duplicates. Yeah. It wasn't until Infinity Crusade actually that I really read it, and I liked Infinity Crusade. Um, which is interesting because that's considered like the weakest of the three. But I was like, oh, this is cool. So like, I don't think it was until years later I went back and read mm. Infinity Gauntlet. So I read it way, way after it came out. I was hooked on Infinity War. I was in there every week buying all the tie-ins. Every that had, like the triple gatefold covers. Oh yeah, that was crazy. oh it was so great. Uh, so yeah, that's you so know what we had to say that's what we <laughs> wanted to talk about. Chloe, what'd you think about it? Um, I liked. I didn't. I haven't. Sorry. Um, the first one that you guys mentioned, I haven't read. Thanos Quest. Right. So you read Infinity Gauntlet, you didn't read Thanos Quest. Yeah, and I not rec- I haven't read it recently. Um, I wish I had. But I just remember like being, like you mentioned Nebula. I was really creeped out by Nebula, but then like she becomes awesome. And then there was a panel, and I think it was either the one that you mentioned with Spider-Man, or it was somewhere in that issue, 
but it's of the civilians and they're handling with like half the universe disappearing and there's this mom and she's freaking out because her yeah. baby right. is missing yeah oh yeah and i just read that like, last oh night oh my gosh yeah, yeah. like I don't know. I like it because it's like the whole cosmic level, but it's also on the more human level. And then there's the middling superhero level, I guess. Um, But it's a good read. So yeah, I love it. All right, time to get into your guys' questions and comments. First up is Chris Chris Hutchinson. He says the first issues of this month's Twim URC came out before I was born. Great. When did this come out? Nineteen ninety and ninety one. Were you born yet? Ninety two. Oh my god. Wow. All right, another one from Chris. He says, uh, "The last page of Thanos Quest almost made me feel sorry for Thanos. Almost, seriously, you do feel you... sorry for Thanos." Oh, and one of the things I want to talk about for Thanos Quest is he's not always just this bloodthirsty dude. He right. says to the gardeners, "Like, I don't want to have to kill you. Yeah. You're just a peaceful dude. Yeah. Give me your gem, and we'll deal with this. I'll yeah. be on my merry way." Mm-hmm. And gardeners like, "Sorry, bro." We, this, I can't. I got this garden. Look at how beautiful my flowers are. <laughs> yeah. Look at how beautiful they are. You can't take that away. We need a story with a gardener. Yeah. What a weird, weird character. Uh, last one from Christy says, Whoa, what on earth is Hulk wearing? Hashtag this, 90s. This, this, yeah, this bears some explaining. So Hulk was in his Peter David, I'm smart period. Um for you know he's like I'm, I'm smart I'm not gonna dress up in purple ripped torn things anymore so for some reason he wore like a pic- brown jumpsuit almost well here's what it was it was like picture like a deep v-neck but then picture a deep v-neck that goes all the way to your navel oh, it was yeah. like this brown extreme deep v-neck with short sleeves uh, and then you know brown pants yeah it was like a jumpsuit it was really weird yeah. it, I love it. I love it. I love seeing it. And he also it. had like a weird haircut too. Yeah. Just had like the just just like the top. He had like no sides. Oh, we didn't talk about the moment with uh, Hulk and Wolverine on top of Avengers. Oh Man. yeah, uh, like that is such a such a well done right. moment. Hulk, Wolverine's on the roof. Hulk goes up or Hulk's no, on it's the reverse. Roof. Hulk's on the roof and, and Wolverine then Wol- goes up. Someone's like, "Hey, where's Wolverine?" And they're like he went to the roof, and they're like, "Oh no, the Hulk's, Hulk's up, up there!" Because yeah. they are well known to be blood feud dudes. Yeah. And Wolverine gets up there, and they sit down next to each other, and Hulk's like, "Hey, look, we're both monsters. Yeah, let's be friends. Essentially, yeah. it's great. Oh, see, it's also like kind of Wolverine giving him the pep talk, like, "Look, we gotta somewhat, someone, someone may have to do something bad at some point, and it's obviously going to be us. So, like, let's." Let's yeah. hang out and chill on the roof for a sec before yeah. we have to go kill somebody. I love it. It is a great. And then Adam Warlock's like, "Hey, you guys are killers. Yeah. I need you to kill for me." Yeah, and they're like, "Well, so yeah. sure." <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, in fact, they're like, "Told you so." Yeah, you got it, Coach. Yep. Uh, All right, Christopher Short reading this week in Marvel and this week in Marvel Reading Club. Every week should come back. I don't think you're saving much time. <laughs> we talked about reading, this last week. This I think. last week. No, you're gonna see. The amount we already talked about the reading club yeah. and the amount of great tweets you guys sent us, uh, if we also did questions this week, this would be a three-hour podcast. Uh, we have, we have plenty, 11 yeah. pages of comments yeah. and questions we have, about the reading club this week. Yeah, we have plenty to get to, so yeah. we'll keep going with Ed Gazarian. Reading Gauntlet for Twim URC has been great. Hadn't read Thanos Quest in years. It's so good. Question, Thanos or Thanos? Go. Well... I always said it uh, Thanos, Mm -hmm. which if you say Thanos around Joe Quesada or Dan Buckley, they may punch you in the face. Really? Because it has to be Thanos. That's how I've always said it. Thanos or Thanos? Thanos. I've always said Thanos. Yeah. The way I always say Thanos. So, but the proper pronunciation, as now solidified for uh, our Marvel Creative Committee, is Thanos. 
This is interesting, the two that Ed asked about, it's neither of those. It is not Thanos and it's not Thanos. Oh, Thanos. Yeah, Thanos. 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 Ref yeah. Gamlin pronounced it Thanos. <laughs> is how I say it. Uh, no, I mean, if that you talk to the... completely incorrect. I, when I hear the Marvel Creative Committee folks say it, they say Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. All right, that's how I've always said it, so I feel good. Great. Another from Gazarian, Warlock Infinity number one. Uh, Warlock and the Infinity Watch, number one. It's the first comic I read. Met Angel Medina, the artist, once, mm-hmm. and thanked him for it. Uh, Twim URC prompted a reread. Still love it. That's, That's okay. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cool I, I was series. thinking of Angel's art on that. It was so weird and so different. It's yep. so cool at that time. Yeah. All right. Gay comic guy. Love that Twim URC chose Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos Quest. This is my first big comic event I ever read back in the day. Reading Thanos Quest I hadn't before was a great addition didn't know the origin of the Infinity Gems. Yeah. We've got a panel here. Well, a page. This page from, yeah. from Thanos Quest where you see the runner talking to Thanos. And the runner um, is like, what, what's the deal with all these? Yeah. Thanos says, this is what I've learned. This is what happened. There was a being, and he was he was sad, and he was yep. alone. So he dis- he killed himself, dispersed his power into these gems. all this. Yeah. Yeah. So which which one did the runner have? He had time, right? Uh, so he, he could just no, he had space up. because had space, that was so he could teleport. He was essentially teleporting where he went, even though he thought he was running. It was all subconscious. Interesting. Yeah, he didn't realize what he was doing. Yeah. All right. Continuing, gay comic guy. I remember being shocked and gutted by Infinity Gauntlet one. Half the universe dies. Very end of days rapture like. Yes, it's yeah. like Chloe said. It was creepy on the civilian level. Totally. Uh, just seeing like a woman running for her baby and stuff like that. Uh, best summation of Thanos ever in one panel: Becoming God could prove to be a hollow victory. And a single tear. A single then. tear. I love it. <sighs> That's uh, the full. The full caption is: Who would have guessed that becoming God would prove to be such a hollow victory? This is after death rejected him. Yeah. He's got the th- single tear. Just beautiful. Bummer. Forgot what a gunk punch. Infinity Gauntlet number two is so much destruction and hopelessness. It almost feels like a what if story. Yeah, it did kind of feel. There is a great what if story. So in the story, uh, Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer hang out a light year away, mm-hmm. even though Thanos knows they're there. Mm-hmm. They hang out, and the plan is oh, right. for Surfer to race and grab the gauntlet at a yeah. right at the right moment. And he totally blows it. He, he just yeah. He goes so fast and he misses he Thanos misses the gauntlet. Hand. But in the what if. He grabs it. He grabs the gauntlet, and it, it, the story takes on a whole different right, direction. Silver Surfer now has yeah. So it's what would power. happen if Silver Surfer had the Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, I forgot what, what a chump Silver Surfer was in this. Because if you think about it, dating back, Silver Surfer was the one who like let Thanos loose in the first place back in his book, and so he feels responsible. And then he's the one who misses it. Like I can't believe we ever trusted Silver Surfer again. <laughs> Forgot how tough seeing all the heroes die in Infinity Gauntlet number four was. I remember my 12-year-old self time my mom that Marvel killed everyone. Aww. LOL. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we still get that yeah. a lot. Um, I was especially freaked out by Cyclops getting smothered in that cube and Cap trying to break him out. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that was... The way Cyclops goes is Thanos just puts a cube around his head so he can't breathe. And he starts trying to blast his way out, but it's a Ruby Quartz cube, so he can't blast his uh, things out of it. And... As Thanos is then dismantling Vision in this panel, you just see in the background like Captain America trying to help and Cyclops just going down hard. And the whole issue, essentially the whole issue is narrated by Star Fox, who can't do anything but watch all his allies die brutally. Star Fox has a great role in this. Um, He's not a character who gets a lot of uh, panel time in general. Um, But his whole deal is that he can, you know, 
talk to people and they do what he says. He's yeah. such a charmer. So the first thing Thanos does is he gets rid of his mouth. Ugh. So you just have this mouthless star fox wandering around along with like shambling zombie nebula. That's how Thanos treats his, uh, his family. Yeah. All right. Tons of stuff by Gunhild Skilled. She says, this is absolutely fab timing because I was planning to buy it when I get back to London anyway. Yay, I can do Twim URC. She says, I don't have Thanos Quest, so I'm just reading a recap and skipping straight to Infinity Gauntlet. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Uh, she says, Thanos is now mightier than death itself, death herself, more powerful than any force in the universe. Uh, well, that seems hard to beat. Yeah. Oh my god, did he just kill half the people in the universe? I love that reaction to a yeah. first timer getting into the. Also, did Hawkeye just disappear? That means that a lot of this is going to be reversed, right? Well, it's interesting because Hawkeye, I mean, now people look at him, Hawkeye, right. he's got a bigger role, but. Well, actually, at the time, yeah. he was the leader of the West Coast oh, that's Avengers. Right, yeah. So, because they did make a big deal in the book of Cap was freaked out that Hawkeye disappeared, yeah. in addition to being freaked out that Cersei was gone, yeah. as I already noted. Yeah, it was a big deal that Hawkeye left because, I mean, really, Hawkeye was, yeah, he was the only team leader who was kind of gone because he still had Cyclops, he still had Captain America. All the FF was gone. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Hawkeye was, like, he was a pretty big deal at the yeah. time. Uh, he had his own team of Avengers. Uh, he wasn't as big deal mainstream. Yeah. No one really knew who he was. Now he's a, I guess you could, you could argue whether he was a bigger deal now or then. Sure. But in universe, he was a big deal. Uh, she says, it feels really weird to see Nick Fury not looking like Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. Interesting, as we see yeah. new readers come to the universe. Nice. Uh, rest in peace, western coast of the United States. It was all of a sudden, like the end of the world. I think it'll get worse still, she says. Good pick. Oi, leave Asgard alone. This is all very not good. Uh, yeah, that's a, an interesting thing. So yeah. uh, Odin gets all the like heads of all the... Oh, yeah, the, like, the gods. The gods. He's got like, Zeus and yeah. he's got all the, the All these different gods heads. together. They go to Asgard, yeah. ra- rally together, and then Thanos' psychic wave destroys the Rainbow Bridge, yeah. and they're stuck. Yeah. That was pretty clever. Which is a, which is a great way to take them off the board, right? Because they would have a great role to play if they. Well, would... given how Galactus and his buddies did, sure. Who knows how well? But there could have been something there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, she says Japan and West Coast gone, East Coast in serious peril. Asgard messed up. This is really cranking up the apocalyptic factor. Eleven. Yes, and that's not even taking into consideration half <laughs> of the people in the universe. Damn. Damn. And now the Earth is knocked from orbit. They really didn't save any apocalyptic measures in this. I find it pretty cool that our heroes are teaming up with Doctor Doom. Really shows that everyone is needed to take down Thanos. Yep. And now they're teaming up with Galactus? Wow. The true purpose of their attack is merely diversionary. They are sacrificial lambs. Whoa, hold up. I was, that was one thing I was ever curious on. I, I remember that line. I think it's, it's from Adam Warlock. Yeah. He's telling the Silver Surfer, yep. like, just, they're all going to die. Did they know going in no. they're all going to die? Nope. Okay. Yeah. yeah Adam, do you Warlock, tell... Adam Warlock's kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't even think they knew the full extent, I mean, of Thanos' yeah. power. Only really Warlock and Surfer did at that point. Right. Maybe Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange was kind of the third member of that. Yeah. Uh, she keeps going. She says, This feels weird to say, but thanks to Mephisto for at least giving them a fighting chance. It's true. The battle is brutal. Hmm. Intriguing that Thanos lost the Infinity Gauntlet. I was not expecting that. Yeah, that's Nebula's big it's a moment. huge she moment. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yet, here are all the people back. Nebula isn't the brightest crayon <laughs> in the box. No, she's not. And there goes Thanos. 
Ending was really good. Well, I, because we weren't, I mean, we weren't, we were kind of not spoiling this. I mean, the thing we can talk about now is that in the final two issues, they actually end up teaming up with Thanos. Yeah. Like, he becomes a member of their team. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's who's the worst person to have it? It's actually not Thanos at this point. Yeah, exactly. They're like, well, yeah, <laughs> out of the, the frying pan. Because you take someone who's like a nihilist but rational, yeah. and then you turn it into someone who's lost their mind. Right. And it's bad news. Um, ending was really good I admit to being concerned about how this could possibly end well but then it did Adam Warlock is the hero of this one and I am certainly impressed by how he planned all of this definitely took some risks you yeah. say that he, uh, just a couple few ga- gambled with a few people's lives yeah. alright uh, oh, hey, go on H.W. Uh, View says we need more George Perez masterpieces for Marvel yeah. I, would, yeah. I would love it I mean George Perez is my favorite artist of all time probably um I love that he drew part of this. Uh, H.W., if you haven't gone and read his run on Avengers with Kurt Busiek, you really should. It oh, is yeah. one of, not just one of the most well-written Avengers runs or runs of all time, it is gorgeous. He packs so much detail into everything. That was George Perez, like, just firing on all cylinders. Totally. And Leanne Craig says, really enjoyed the roof exchange between Hulk and mm-hmm. Wolverine. The simple phrase, we're both monsters, was both funny and sad. There it is. Love it. We're Penelope Cat, Thanos Quest 1. Thanos is the epitome of working smarter, not harder. <laughs> the Gardener's Fate, ew. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, the Gardener's Fate's pretty grisly. <laughs> if this couldn't have been drawn by Starlin, Ron Lim is a great second choice. Yeah, it's maybe the best, like, the, my favorite Ron Lim art of all time. Oh, Ron Lim was on fire when he was doing the Infinity Trilogy. Yeah. This, was, this was definitely, I mean, he was great on Silver Surfer, but this was, yeah, yeah. this was gold for him. The recap page of Thanos' life in Thanos Quest number two would have come in handy last issue. I still got most of it from context. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because this was back when, you know, uh, the whole every issue is someone's first was not so much in effect. Also, this is a very mark. This was a marquee right. series. Like, a lot of people, they, the higher price point, different, uh, the paper was printed on is different. Everything about it was different. Yeah. Uh just why is it surprising that the runner is quick on his feet <laughs> for all the grandmaster's machinations his actual contest seems pretty unsubtle that's the grandmaster for you and thanos evaluation of the elders word yeah he, i love it he's like these guys really yeah Ugh. that was nothing much of them don't think i ever read thanos quest before i had to break it to my wife that it's nothing like superhero <laughs> squad yeah yeah, Thanos from Superhero Squad and Thanos from Infinity Gauntlet are a far cry. A little different. Pretty sure I wasn't reading Silver Surfer in 1990. Probably picked up Infinity Gauntlet for the Perez art. I think a lot of people may yeah. have. Perez was a big draw at the time. Yeah. Still. Um, moving on to Infinity Gauntlet, number one. Mephisto. Boy, what a suck up. Here's a handkerchief. You've got something on your nose, devil boy. <laughs> All served a purpose, though. Yeah. Once again, the Surfer is a herald for upcoming danger and destruction. Once you find something you're good at... <laughs> Man, Penelope Cat is on fire here. Lots more narrative captions than in Thanos Quest. Is Starlin being paid by the word here? <laughs> Starlin is a legendarily wordy creator. That's yeah. that's his style. He, you know, big purple prose and just lots of words and stuff like that. Kind of from that Chris Claremont school of writing. Yep. All right. Danny Gauntlet number two. Did Mark Grunewald write this write Quasar's regular series? He did. We forgot about Quasar. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, you forget about Quasar because he is such a chump. Yeah, he's he makes the Silver Surfer look good in this. Quasar, and then you you think about what happens to him in Infinity War. 
They Those give are him, never, yeah, he they never give does him well. The the ultimate nullifier, yeah. which could he could save the entire day. Wow. And he he's like, oh, and he can't do it, and he kills oh, himself. A lot of quasar hate coming out here. Yeah, man. As it was all there. You know, back in the day, Wendell sucked. I was he got not, a lot better over the I years. Was having, I was having a conversation with Jerry Duggan when we were talking about Nova, and I talked about how I was like, look, it's always either... It's actually interesting that both Nova and Quasar are in this book because it's usually... They usually never feature the two of them at the same time because they're so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Nova at least got turned into cubes here. <laughs> Quasar <laughs> fared far more poorly. All right. Uh, this way... Ah, 90s Thor. Ah, 90s Vision. Yeah. Thor with the beard and the mask. Milk White Vision. Milk White Vision. Love it. Excellent. Kree, Captain Deep, Captain DC. Oh, oh, Starlin, you scamp. <laughs> I noticed that one. Ceremonial eye patch of sorrow. Odin is a man who knows how to accessorize. <laughs> God, I could just read this commentary. Yeah. Need to stop trying to imagine a, a She-Hulk series drawn by Perez before my head explodes. Yeah, you do great. Yeah. There's a great panel that he draws of her, like clutching uh, some papers, like mm-hmm. taking it all in. Yeah, huge emotional panel. I remember what a su- what a surprise the return of, and he started the name out, but it's Adam Warlock. Yeah. Th- thanks for going to the effort, but we uh, yeah we already said it. Uh, I I remember what a surprise the return of Adam Warlock was the first time I read this pre-internets by showing us action in various locales instead of the heroes all gathered in one place. This story feels truly epic. Moving on to issue number three, Thanos spelling his name in planets is possibly an image that works best on the comics page. Clever. <laughs> Between Doom, Strange, and Warlock, who's got the most impressive cape? Impossible to pick. I think Strange. Strange. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got a lot cool more squigglies. Yeah, he's got more flair to he's it. He's the collar. Yeah. yeah, he's got the big collar. It pops out so hard. Warlock's got the collar too, but I think it's just like orange, and Doom's yeah. just, a, just a green cape. Love how Warlock subtly points out the ironic, the irony of his identity being questioned by fake Thor. I love it's a very tiny thing. It's like yeah. if that's who you really are. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Warlock again, ultimate jerk. Yeah, uh, love how this story shifts between urban and cosmic at the drop of a hat. Gauntlet number four transition from Perez to Lim is okay, but this isn't Lim's best work. I would disagree with that. I would wonder how rushed this issue was. Um, I love Ron Lim's art on this. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is Ron Luna's highlight. Yeah. This is I I think the the yeah. quest stuff is, is better and he, he does nail it in five yeah. and six. It would more, have been but great. he was you know, picking up what yeah. he needed to. It would have been great to have Perez the whole time. Yeah. The kind of quick behind the scenes was is that he was actually this is how crazy George Perez was, is he was working on this and an event for the other company at the same time. Um, so he ended up having to drop out of this midway so he could complete the other one which because that was spinning out of a book he was actually working on but yeah he was basically like i believe the summer of 1990 this is summer right yeah i think both this and uh the other series were coming out almost simultaneously so there were like two george perez books on the stand which is insane because especially when you start to look at all the detail yeah and it was the same on the other books that's crazy um Moon Strange Gauntlet number five. Now, this is much more the wrong one I remember. Layouts are more straightforward than Perez, but they suit the story here. Clever House Char- Starlin shifts the story away from being just a battle against Thanos all the way through. Finally, number six, great ending, not the traditional. This power is too great for anyone. Conclusion, that would have been the easy way. Love seeing Farmer Thanos. Forgot about Farmer Thanos. Oh, yeah. Why isn't all of Warlock and the Infinity Watch on uh, NBC, uh, Marvel Comics Unlimited? 
I don't know. It's I mean, not there yet, but not not a high yeah. priority. We're all unfortunately. Watch. Yeah, we should we should prioritize. Let's see what that. we can do. Ultimately, Infinity Gauntlet was a lot of fun. Great style and writing, and great art from both Perez and Lynn. On reflection, though, I'm almost wondering if Starling could have told the story without any superheroes at all. It's an interesting question. I mean, they are really. At the end of the day, they, they, there's some great moments, that Cap moment, the Wolverine Hulk moment, but they are really just kind of like the, the cannon fodder, and yeah. a lot of it's done with the big cosmic characters, with Warlock, with Surfer, it, possibly, but I think there is, you know, there's an appeal to seeing, like, Cap and Iron Man and Spidey in there doing yeah. their thing as well. Now I'm really looking forward to Infinity to see if there are echoes of this and to see how different it is. Um, well, there certainly will be Thanos, so that's one. I think it's also great that Starlin, Lim, and Perez are still active in comics today to varying degrees. Definitely. They were, you know, they were already veterans. Of, well, Lim was a newer creator then, but Starlin and Perez were already, like, legendary yeah. in 1990, and they're both still uh, still doing their thing. Great choice for Twim URC, relevant to current stories. It led me to reevaluate Infinity Gauntlet to read Dano's Quest for the first time. Glad to hear it. All right, over to Ref Gamlin. He says, As the Horizon Labs posse guessed the new Twim URC is Infinity Gauntlet, which I am looking forward to reading for the first time. They have like a betting pool going? She <laughs> uh, says, To hell with doing more work. I'm going to iron, get set for tomorrow, and then chill out with pre downloaded Twim URC titles. Hope you didn't get fired. <laughs> he says, uh, he, he quotes Thanos, I am Thanos, a unique being in any reality. And, you know, talking to Penelope Cat's. You know, mention about Ron Lim uh, being more straightforward in number five, but in Thanos Quest, he has some amazing oh, yeah. layouts and some incredible storytelling in there. Yeah, definitely. It just, it's really wonderful stuff. There's one page with, like, it's either nine or 12 panels of Thanos and dealing with moving through the nexus of realities. It's just right. fantastic. All right, anyway. Uh, Champion always seemed the biggest dupe of the Cosmic Elders. I always remember when She-Hulk outsmarted slash beat him. Right, well, his whole focus is just on fighting. Yeah. So he's not, he's, by admission, he's not a thinker. Yeah. Uh, uh, even Thanos says, I imagine this is what fighting the Hulk would be like, you know, right. if the Hulk were in, still yeah. in his, like, smash phase. Yeah. Uh, seeing Thanos mention a previous death, I want to ask, when did he die? But I know people will say, which time? Well, up to the point of Finny Gauntlet, he had only died once, and that was in a 70s Avengers uh, Marvel 2-in-1 crossover in their annuals where they fought Warlock and uh, Captain Marvel was involved, and he, I think he had a Cosmic Cube. Yeah, he was, he was rocking the Cosmic Cube. Rocking the Cosmic Cube, and he got killed. Yep. So this is the first time he'd ever come back. He's died a couple of times since then. Yeah. Uh, aha, the gardener. Yes. I was wondering who he was when he popped up in Avengers Assemble with the other elders. Man, Love the it. gardener. Love it. Yeah, we really need to do a groundswell support for the gardener. Yeah. Okay, the gardener's defeat was gross. No one should have plants grow out of their out through their face. Ew, poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanos Quest number two continues my education in Cosmic Elders. The runner was one I wasn't aware of. No surprise, given the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. The runner doesn't show up a lot. None of these guys show up a lot. No. I mean, you know, Eternity, uh, I think, uh, Champion. The, I was thinking of the Elders. I think the Collector, Collector the Grandmaster, and, and, and the Champion. champion. Even the Grandmaster is a little... He used to show up a yeah. lot. He it used to... Him and the Collector used to be kind of paired, but yeah. yeah. Even the Collector hasn't been shown in a while. Yeah. I'm sure he will now, because he's in... Guardians, but we'll uh, so Thanos Quest proves that the Cosmic Elders are all in all rather big dupes, which explains their constant defeats. True. Yep. Love the Space Gem full page towards the end of Thanos Quest 2. Seeing Thanos' face shaped out by Nebula and Stars was cool. There, yeah, as it goes, mm-hmm. each page focuses oh, yeah, on one gem. Awesome. It's just so beautiful. 
In fact, the six-page gem-by-gem explanations at the end of Thanos Quest 2 really bring into focus just what Thanos is capable of. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Robert says, Once again, Thanos fails to impress his love death, this time by overachieving. Some people are so hard to please. Tell me about it. (laughs) Although I appreciate the power difference, whenever someone fears a manipulator of reality, I just think, set Wanda on them. Well, Scarlet Witch was in this, but the other thing at the time is Scarlet Witch now is much more aware of her abilities. Uh, at the time, she was she kind of just thought she her her powers were kind of random. She just yeah. throw a hex bolt and yeah. see what happens. So, Who knows? Yeah, your feet may turn into dogs. <laughs> yeah, Scarlet Witch nineteen ninety was not the same as Scarlet Witch twenty thirteen. She yeah. definitely didn't know what she could do quite yet. Yeah, Mephisto, like Loki, only ever shows up as he has an Infinity Gauntlet to kiss up or cause mischief. Thanos should have known better. He should have. Loki would have been cool in this, actually. Yeah. If Nebula is really Thanos' granddaughter, it may mean that his quest to slay his, his offspring in Thanos Rising missed one. What do you think about that? Well, I don't know that he's he's gotten to that generation. Well, well, he uh, also, there's always been some dispute whether she's really his granddaughter. True. He does not believe that she's his granddaughter, yeah. which could re- retroactively explain why he thinks that, because he probably thinks he killed all his kids yeah. when they were young. So... Rather randomly, Drax is watching an episode of ALF in the background of the scene on Titan just before Mentor disappears. It's not, man, it's not random. No, we were publishing no, ALF, we were publishing comics, ALF comics, comics at that time. Yeah, Star Comics, which was an imprint at yeah. Marvel, was publishing ALF. There's another funny little uh, cameo thing that Perez draws into one of the issues. I can't remember what it was, but I noticed it last time I was reading. Yeah. Um, Odin has a ceremonial eye patch of sorrow. <laughs> I forgot he, about this. I'm glad two no. people mentioned it. Does he have one for lazy days and another for formal occasions? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. He's yeah, probably got like so. a room of eye patches. Uh, as Captain America shows missing heroes in Infinity Gauntlet number two, I realize I haven't heard of Diamond Lil, <laughs> Makari, or Windshear. Uh, Makari being an Eternal. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised they were tracking Makari, actually. Uh, Windshear and Diamond Lil were both Alpha Flight. Yeah. Not even like prime alpha flight they were like beta flight yeah they were like auxiliary alpha (laughs) flight members yeah uh pip 2 seems like alf was big back then 1990 man alf ruled the world what was his catchphrase Uh, yeah you've never seen him doesn't know what alf is yeah i forget cats he ate ate cats cats. but yeah i don't know i don't don't remember anyway (laughs) can the next choice for twim urc not involve a a devastating tidal wave uh, we'll see. <laughs> this is crossed. now the second in a row. Sorry, Robert. Looks uh, like we're doing ultimatum next week. <laughs> Hard to watch. Adam Warlock use the Avengers as sacrificial lambs. He may have a plan, but he's not in my good books now. Dude, I mean, yeah, he was a com- he's a complex character. It's intense. Yeah. The journey begins. Norwich to London to Abu Dhabi to Sydney. Time to crack out the iPad and finish what? this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club. Where, first. Where are you? Wow, going? that's a crazy trip. And I thought my trips get wild. Second of all. Norwich is where I went uh, for my exchange program for a semester. That's very cool. Hello. It's this kind of not middle of nowhere, but it's pretty out there. It's like a farming town, and there's a. I went to the University of East Anglia, so that's very cool. Cool. I know you're from there. The opening spread in Infinity Gauntlet Five is powerful. So many cosmic powers, and yet you still know that Thanos is going to win it. Robert continues on. You address omnipotence. Tread carefully. Dun, dun, dun. A lot great. of good quotes. Here. So great. So many great lines from yeah. Thanos. Starlin uses artistic yet powerful phrases to give the, dis- the devastation more depth. It'd be like striving to drown an ocean. That was, Yeah, that was a great line. I can't remember who says that. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great one, though. Um, not having read Infinity Gauntlet before, it was a pleasant surprise with the twist of Nebula taking over the gems in issue five. Yeah, I remember when I read 
Infinity Gauntlet for the first time. That, that you didn't expect mind. that to happen. You were like, yeah. "What?" Well, also because I had read the other Infinity books before. Because I think I actually oh, went right. reverse. I think I went Crusade War. Wow. So I was like, "Oh, Thanos is a huge deal. Like yeah. he's he's the star of these. Basically, yeah. he outsmarts everyone." So Nebula, who I had no idea who she was, um, yeah, her doing that was crazy. A new word learnt: sophistry. The use of fallacious arguments, especially with the intention of deceiving. Hashtag comics can teach. I learned so much from comics back in the day. So much. Yeah, so many words. Yeah, especially from guys like Starlin and yeah. Claremont. They used crazy words. They didn't hold back. It was great. So, is there an off-panel soul-slash-mind-kiss between Surfer and Warlock in Infinity Gauntlet number six? Or is that just my wishful thinking? I think it's a wishful think. Funny moment. story. There's actually a whole series that I think Starlin was involved in. It was a Silver Surfer-Warlock crossover where they, like, soul-meld and... Uh, Surfer, they refer to it back, I think, when they get to Infinity War. I think it took place in between the two that Surfer, like, hates Warlock now <laughs> because he had to, like, share a soul with him and, and he got to experience, like, what an empty, horrible person Warlock is. Well, there's the great moment when Strange figures out it's Adam Warlock. He's like, oh, you're awful. Stop, yeah. stop. Whatever you need. Just don't do that again. People hate Adam Warlock. Yeah, that's great. Um, I loved it when Drax, dumb in this story, jumps on Hulk while everyone else is after Thanos and Nebula. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's great subtle touches in the the previous issues yeah. of Thanos and uh, of Drax and Hulk looking at each other like they just want to fight. Yeah. There would be great Drax-Hulk fights uh, later in the 90s. Yeah. They fought a lot, and it was always awesome. And there was and poor Hulk always got beat because he couldn't fly. Yep. Drax would always, <laughs> like, he didn't realize what he was doing. He was dumb. So Hulk's like, oh, I'll just outsmart him. And somehow Drax always just flew him up in the air and threw him down. <laughs> Never ended well. Uh, quite an ending to Infinity Gauntlet. So what happened next? When, how does Adam Warlock lose the gems? That's the story of Warlock and the Infinity Watch. Yeah, he doesn't that, keep all of the gems. Yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah. it's great twist. Uh, a great Twim URC selection from the crew of This Week in Marvel. Thanks for the suggestion. I feel as though that's a must-read off my list. Glad to hear it. Let's move over to Asbiv to take us almost all the way home. Hoping to start Infinity Gauntlet for this weekend. All right, I hope you did. Oh, wait, you did. <laughs> Trippy art and cool story in Thanos Quest. I almost feel bad for Thanos and his hollow victory. Almost. Onto Infinity Gauntlet. A lot of sympathy for Thanos. Great storytelling in Infinity Gauntlet 1. The terror, the passion, the uncertainty all come through. Eager to read on. Thanks, Agent M. All right, welcome. Enjoyed Infinity Gauntlet 2 and 3. Can't wait to see where this goes next. Thanos versus Adam Warlock. And what about Mistress Death? Uh, she does play one more role. Like, yeah. she ends up... She teams with all the Galactus I love and his posse. And, he, yeah. and Thanos is just like... like it too, yeah. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> um, issue four of Infinity Gauntlet was brutal. All the dead heroes. How will the big guns fare in issue five? And what is Nebula up to? Issue five of Infinity Gauntlet was intense. How will this end? And how will reality be put back right? Great read. Interesting philosophical ending for Infinity Gauntlet. Thanks for the suggestion. Also cool that we can download more than six comics. Yeah. Check that out. And my my library says eight of six right now. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> and finally, just have to say Marvel Unlimited is awesome. So many great comics, old and new. Glad for Twim URC to highlight good stories I missed myself. Steven, that's exactly why we do it. Mm-hmm. All right, Lex Pendragon says, The cover I see has 50 years of Captain America, 1941 and 1951. 20 years old and still a 50th. Also, three years from a 75th. That was crazy. I remember, yeah, when that came, when that came out back in the day, I, I, was, I couldn't believe that anything had been around that long. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Now everything's like been around for 50 years totally. at least. Uh, Lex says, starts off the way I remember good comics mm. starting off. Stan Lee presents. That was yeah, always cool. That's great. That's Drax. Wow, he's different. What's with all the ALF? Hey. Big question. You know, it was, it was a fun little thing that we could do back then. 
Doom name checks the Beyonder in issue two, and it makes hope we'll see an omnipotent being in the next crossover. I forget that. What uh, when he, did he name check the Beyonder? Uh, he says this. He's like this is something that rivals the coming of the Beyonder. Wow, that yeah. is pretty cool. It's huge, and there's also uh, there's a panel. I think it's an Avengers mansion, maybe Captain America, somebody looking through files, uh-huh. and one of the pictures is Beyonder with like I'm pretty sure curl. it's Beyonder with the Jerry curl. That's awesome. It's great. Fantastic. Um, let's see. Tech Lord says, "Tidal wave hitting Atlantic City reminds me of Sandy." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Natasha, that's you. I didn't recognize you in the haircut, gray suit, and modest cleavage. Yeah, the '80s, '90s Black Widow look. Yeah. She had short hair and that little crazy gray, gray suit. suit. Nuts. Yeah. So the Infinity Gauntlet makes the wearer powerful enough for Mephisto to suck up to, but can't influence free will. Interesting. Well, no, Is he that- can. Yeah, I can't use the mind gem to kind of. Oh, he can influence free will. He, he just, just chose doesn't. Not to. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a very specific thing that Thanos doesn't do. Right. I wonder if anyone has made a drawing of the Kabbalah with the Marvel cosmic beings, Eternity, the Living Tribute, Tribunal, etc. I'm sure someone somewhere has. Sure. For extra long books, these go by quickly. I'm already to book four. Was there a prelude to Infinity Gauntlet where wow. we got to see Thanos collect his gems? Wow, dude, Was... Lex Pendra, did you not? Look to what we were doing wow. here. This is harsh. Wow. This is big. Ten twim demerits for that one. In a twim URC, ten twim demerit. All right. Does that uh, mean 20 regular? I think, sure. I think yes, so. that's a new rule. Boom. I think so. Uh, Lex says, I thought I'd post the larger of my icon as it was related to the subject meaning. And his picture of him with the gauntlet. You are not worthy of it. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, last true. couple from him. He says, wow, MJ had some serious early 90s looks. She must have been modeling mom jeans that year. No, few supporting characters looked more 90s than Mary Jane yeah. Watson throughout the 90s. That's great. She, she did it up. So completely different than she did any other time in <laughs> Spider-Man's history. Uh, he says, I finished Twim URC and thoroughly enjoyed it. Now I'm reading Marvel's <laughs> Absalom Doc, Dalek Killer. Ooh. Delightful old school Paul. Loves this book. <sighs> Wait a minute. If the Infinity Gauntlet works across all realities, why is it really specific for Jay Hickman? Um, no, it's really all just this reality. Yeah, well, I, I think there's there's also been changes in the years since stuff's happened. A lot of there's been other Infinity Gauntlet stories that have altered the way sure. things work. Yeah. And question from Inara, age four: If he doesn't want to be called a raccoon, why does Rocket Raccoon have raccoon in his name? I don't know why this popped up on the Twim URC. Though. But I'm glad it did. Sure. That's uh, that's a great question. Yeah. Well, this was a great read. Yeah, was, we may have talked fun. about this one more than we talked about any of the others. Yeah, totally. All right, so for our next Twim URC, uh, coming up in two weeks, correct me if I'm wrong, we have not done a Spider-Man story yet, right? I think that's correct. All right, I'm going to do a Spider-Man story, but I'm going to twist a little and say we're going to do the first six issues of Ultimate Spider-Man mm. from 2000. So a different take on Spider-Man. Nice. Chloe was alive. <laughs> She was like 10, probably. You're 8. Never mind. Um, we, bear you, we bid you farewell, Chloe. Good job. Thanks for your work. Hopefully you learned something during this internship. Mainly just during this your, podcast. Your blank look says nothing to me. Yes. All right. Um, take us out. We got to get out of here. We, we got a meeting to run to. Yeah. Uh, got to run, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back with more next week. This is Marvel, your universe.